Welcome back to the Kamish Casey podcast series. As always, my name is Casey Simons. I'm the host of this series. Incredibly excited you've chosen to join me today. Want to take some time to finish off football week by kind of breaking down some of the teams or builds, strategies I really thought worked well in this draft and certain draft positions, but I think might have worked well also. So as you recall, we have a 14-team league. My friends and I have been playing fantasy football since 1991. We have since expanded to have many, many different leagues. We still run that original league, but many different leagues. What we like to do in the offseason is we do one best ball draft every month just to kind of stay in the rhythm of football and in, in drafting. Obviously, best ball is enough to manage these teams once the, roster, once the season starts. 14 teams, uh, standard uh, roster, quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end to flex, standard half-point PPR scoring system. So let's talk about a few of the things that I thought really came out of this draft. If you're somewhat new to best ball, certainly best ball is where we put your best players in the lineup. So there's certain strategies that work really, really well. Number one, stacking is more or less vital in in best ball. If you want to win a best ball league, you're probably going to have to stack. Stack means I have some correlation in my players, quarterback receivers from the same team, things like that. I also want to be real careful about roster construction. I'm going to be thoughtful about what my roster looks like. If I invest in early round pick in Patrick Mahomes, really only need to roster two quarterbacks. Whereas if I wait like I did to pick a quarterback until round eight, I'm probably going to roster three uh, because there's a lot more volatility in the players that I have picked. So let's get started and look at what uh, obviously my team is always going to be my favorite team. So we'll start with that team, kind of see what I did. I picked out of the four hole, went running back, running back, running back. I went three straight running backs. Once I have done that, again, it triggers, I'm only going to have five running backs on my roster, right? I could have even gotten away with probably just going four since I went running back, running back, running back early, but I went five. And the two running backs are in late, right? We're looking for kind of dart joy guys. I added Daryl Henderson late, and I added Ramondre Stevenson of New England late. It's kind of dart throw guys because you feel pretty good about those top three you picked. I only need to have two uh, any given week. I also want to talk about another roster we like, and that is my friend Matt's over here. Matt wants Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown in rounds one and two, Darren Wall in three, Amari Cooper in round four. So the question is, does going pass catcher heavy hinder your roster? And especially in best ball, I think no. I don't mind not getting a big stud running back because look what he's able to do here. His running back core, Travis Etienne, Mike Davis, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Giovanni Bernard, Darrington Evans. Guys like Gio Bernard and Mike Davis provide him a nice pass-catching floor. Even if Mike Davis isn't the feature back in Atlanta, I think it's safe to assume he has the pass-catching role there. And then Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard, and Madison are three of the biggest upside plays, especially in the best ball league you can find. Then, quarterback, what does he do? Does exactly what I did, right? He takes three because he does them late. Joe Burrow, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor. Love it. And he's still able to fill his receiving core with Will Fuller, Russell Gage, Rondale Moore, Paris Campbell, a lot of high upside plays. Love what he put together on this roster. I definitely think this is one of which should be competing to win this league. Let's look at a good draft pick I think makes sense here. My brother picked first. Love his top three picks. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Mike Thomas. Love it, love it, love it. Three players who can be the one number one player at their positions. It's an awesome start. Don't necessarily love what he did with some of the rest of this draft, but I think particularly in a best ball draft, what a nice uh, options that gives you from there to pivot onto. And I, certainly, I think he does that. Looks, he's got Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Board gives him opportunity to kind of build his roster however he likes from there. 
And finally, I want to talk about stacking. So the the most experienced best ball player we have in our league is our friend named Slick. Um, Slick has been doing best ball longer than any of us, and so he certainly understands the value in stacking. So Slick actually went C.D. Lamb in round three, came right back with Dak Prescott in round four. Part of the fun of stacking, though, is not just um, stacking like a quarterback receiver. What is is interesting, tight end position. He comes back and he grabs Blake, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. So he waits on tight end, right? He doesn't pick a tight end like me until round um, 13. And he has Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, not only to provide the upside of the tight end position to kind of to work there, but also to stack with Dak. Really interesting stack there. Um, I love what he was doing. He, he's good. Six, six teams are always highly competitive year in and year out. So that's all I got for today. I hope this uh, strategy doesn't help. If not, just go ahead and not listen to it again. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in for Football Week. It's been a lot of fun talking football. We will do more of it as we get closer to football season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on the web at www.commishkc.com. And we are on Twitter at Commish Casey. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you very soon.